In some recent reading, I came across some statistics. Just 5% of Christians give 10% of their income to their local church. Hmm. Just 5%. So that's one twentieth. <laughs> now, of course, a much higher percentage give something between 10 and zero. Another study that I read said 21% of practicing Christians give 10% or more. Hmm. Now, where'd that 10% number come from? Is that even biblical? As a Christian couple, and we are striving to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, how are we to find agreement around giving? Maybe if income is hard to come by, we don't know what next month is going to hold. How do we find agreement? How do we find peace around this? How do we obey Christ with our money? So, Today, we might ruffle some feathers depending on your history, your past, your uh, whether or not you've heard people talk about money in Christian circles. We are here to talk about it. Rather, we are here to hear what God's word has to say. So let's do that. On the other side. <music> Greetings and welcome once again. I'm Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We're the Fredericks. You've joined us in the podcast or if you're watching on our YouTube channel known as The Fierce Family. Or the Fredericks. I don't know if that's like the only fierce family on the internet. <laughs> we have a fun time. We get to do this every week. We talk about marriage on Tuesdays. We talk about parenting on Thursdays. And at some point, we might talk about other stuff in between. I certainly wouldn't say we're YouTubers, but we like to at least put these podcasts up there. And it's fun to see the community grow. Um, so yeah, Selena, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Just all right? <laughs> Are you talking about the eagle or? <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell, tell, tell us about the eagle briefly. Oh, yeah. Briefly. Uh, so we had an eagle try to take one of our chickens out in the field. Did not think an eagle would ever try this because we don't have a very big field. But I heard the crows crowing around. And usually when they're caw-cawing, there's an eagle nearby. And I ran out with Sunny and I was home alone with just her. And our dog Charlie was out. And I went over to the crows and saw a humongous bald eagle right in like probably 30 yards from me trying to eat one of my chickens. <laughs> and I, like chowing down. And I said, Charlie, get it. <laughs> get it, Charlie. Took off. Like no, no second thoughts. Took off right after the eagle. The eagle would have like torn him apart. I mean, he's twice his size. This eagle. I, so we saw Charlie's our the, Aussie, our little Australian shepherd. True. Little, you should go to fake. Selena's Instagram. If you're not a follower of Selena on Instagram, <laughs> it's, I think it's the best account on Instagram, <laughs> frankly. She's my influencer. I don't post <laughs> I get all my style guide, <laughs> no. my style decisions are made by Oh with this no, don't look to it for influencer anything like that. <laughs> posts. No, it's mostly just family and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's Selena Fred is your handle. And there's an awesome picture of Charlie on there. It did like a, you know, a tribute to Charlie. <laughs> he saved our chicken, which our chicken's pretty tore up. Yeah, but she's she's surviving. She's doing good right now. So we're yeah. going to see if we can save her. And uh, yeah, it was. And then the eagle hung around for like 30 minutes afterwards up in a tree. Just like, I'm like, what are you waiting for? Your lunch to come out again? I was like, no way. Well, this thing is... Uh, <laughs> It, it was like it was on steroids. That was the biggest eagle I've seen. I know. I ever. know. We've seen a lot of eagles. We live and in the, the Northwest. There's a ton of them. Well, the thing about it is I love birds yeah. of prey. Love eagles. I just don't love when my chickens are their prey. So I yeah. was. it was a clash of all the feelings. And it's also and so, kind of a protected species. So it's not like you can just like get rid of the eagle. Like you kind of got to take it. Unlike yes. coyotes, which are it's like open season all the time on coyotes. <laughs> so anyways, that had me on high alert for the last day or two. Couldn't Adrenaline really, was it pumping. was hard to go to sleep last night. I was just so like, I can't believe this happened in front of me. Even Sunny agrees. She's down here on the floor playing. Yeah. Okay. So today we're talking about money. 
I appreciate the update. Um, well, my chickens make us some money, so they do. <laughs> they're they're egg laying, and we sell eggs Goodness. to friends. Yeah, Sunny is very expressive right now. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I had to I had to do the walk of shame when I when we when you sold our last dozen of eggs. <laughs> I had to go get eggs at the grocery store. We had high demand, and I was like, if you want to make pancakes or anything, uh, we don't have. You need to go buy eggs. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> to my chagrin. <laughs> we had like half a dozen maybe, but that wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. So we're going to get into this topic, but real quick, I want to do one more announcement and that's just around our latest books. Yes. How a husband speaks, how a wife speaks. I'm thrilled and a little bit overwhelmed to say that we are already in our second printing of that book, meaning that we've, uh, by the time this, thank you, Sonny, by the time this episode <laughs> drops, I think we'll be sold out Wow. of our current stock. And so, um, that's, that's just to say, praise God. We're really happy that people are, are jumping on those books. Uh, our team has been working feverishly. Very thankful for Carrie and the team <laughs> and all of the helpers that have stepped in to yes. make those that fulfillment. Yesterday, I took 700, just about 700 orders to the post office. Wow. And they looked at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and uh, of course, all the packages say fierce marriage on them. So I can't help but think they're checking out our website to see like, who's this crazy <laughs> person bringing in buckets and buckets of orders. Uh, so praise God. Yes. You can get your copies, go to fiercemarriage.com slash speak. That way you get them ASAP. Uh, also, if you've already pre-ordered and you're waiting for the communication masterclass, rest assured that <laughs> curriculum is all, but it's almost completely written and we are about to shoot it. And once we shoot it, it's a pretty quick process. Um, it's not a lot after that. So that'll be live in a few weeks. Um, at which point I think we might do like a live zoom launch yeah. for that. And then it'll be a, an on-demand thing after that. Uh, so we have to kind of work out those details, but I'm excited for that. It's going to be all around communication. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to find out more about that, you can go to fiercemarriage.com slash speak. And we hope that blesses you. Okay. So get into this discussion. Like I said at the intro, depending on your, your history. So we've been to all manner of churches when it comes to churches that feel at liberty to ask for slash demand giving. <laughs> am I, am I accurate in saying yeah, that? Yeah. It's like a pre, pre-sermon. We've been to churches where, yeah, the offering and tithes, tithes and offerings was like a whole segment of the service. Yeah. Uh, like a pregame for the sermon. <laughs> and then fast. And so this is going to basically give you an idea of our whole gamut of like traveling in terms of our theological development and m movement um, between the theological streams in the West. Started there. That's kind of where we spent our early years married and whatnot. Uh, and now we're at a church that they don't even... Now, if the, if it's in the text, our pastor will unabashedly, unashamedly talk about giving as a, as a matter of the heart, if it's in the, as a matter yeah, of obedience the to the Bible, in. <laughs> if it's in the text. But other than that, we don't, the church just gives because that's, I think, what a mature church yeah, does. Yeah, I think they, every once in a while, um, remind you of the box in the back to drop money or go online. <laughs> it's just occasional. I, I don't I, even. I don't even, I've never heard a reminder, okay. to be honest. I met with, anyway, so we've ran the gamut. Yeah. We run the gamut and that, and so depending on where you've come from, you might be really uncomfortable hearing Christian marriage podcasters talk about how married people give, or you might be totally at home and think, yeah, bring it. I'm cool with this. Let's talk. Let's mm -hmm. get some. So our goal for today is to not just think kind of ethereally about giving. Cause I think we tithe means a 10th, right? So we think a 10% a 10, 10% is what every Christian couple should give. We don't have a lot of conviction behind it. So either we do it or we don't. Mm -hmm. Kind of depends on cash flow. It kind of depends on how I feel. It kind of depends on how well the, the church is doing or how what they're asking for or if at all. And I think there's way more to be had around giving as a couple in terms of unity, in terms of obedience to God. Like I, I don't, I'm convinced God's not interested in our haphazard heartless obedience. Hmm. Now he, I think that's better than no obedience. 
Obedience is better than sacrifice, right? But I'm convinced that God wants our heart. That's why he asks for our money. And maybe a cheerful giver and not... And we'll get... Yeah, <laughs> yes. And so that's part of it. And so a lot of what our giving orientation has to do with the heart behind it, the the you know the, the thing the idols that it puts into question. Mm-hmm. So good. And so, as we start this, I want to ask some questions of you, listener. As a Christian, answer this: Are you called to give away part of your money? Like, and and most people who are Christian will say, "She is being very." She's never this verbal. <laughs> only when we want to record. She doesn't like money. She she feels awkward talking about she money. She feels apparently. awkward. <laughs> So this is kind of an obvious question, but are you called to give some of your money away, some of your wealth away? Now we're going to read a, a lengthy passage from 2 Corinthians 8. She's really excited about God's word, though. <laughs> what is she even doing down there? I have no idea. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8, uh, Selena's going to read it. And as we read it, let's let, the red, let's let the text read us and suspend our predispositions, our preconceptions, our notions of what... Let's just see what the text says. Okay. Right? Real. Second Corinthians 8, 1 through 15. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means, of their own accord begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Accordingly, we urged Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in your our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. As it is written, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. Lovely job. Thank you, mm. Selena. So what I want to do is just walk through this, and there's seven... I think really clear things we can pull from this text. Mm -hmm. And then I want to summarize those into three kind of takeaway points. Cause I think those seven can fit into the takeaway points. That being said, I want to level the playing field in Mm -hmm. terms of why do we give as believers, Mm -hmm. depending on where you, the stream you swim in, where you (laughs) came from, the why it could be very different Mm -hmm. on one end of the spectrum. You're going to hear a preacher say, you give because you sow seed into the kingdom and we sow seed into the kingdom, you reap from the kingdom. In other words, you give to get. I call that um, jackpot Jesus. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's a biblical, I, I think it is biblical that there is a sowing and reaping yeah, reality. Yeah, cycle and reality, yeah. To how God created things. But I mean. But that's not the reason and motivation I, why we give. I think it's more a function of an obedient heart an obedient, and, and, and trust, trusting the Lord in these areas and then being diligent about your business and being content in all that. Like it's, it's much more. So we give, and here's my proposition. We give out of obedience Mm. and this is what we hear Paul saying. And so that's kind of the baseline. Why do we give? Because we want to be faithful, obedient believers, followers of Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. So looking at this text that Selena just read so wonderfully, uh, the first takeaway 
Okay, Paul starts with this. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. Mm. Okay, so giving is a means of God's grace. That's the first takeaway. Yeah. Giving is a means of God's grace to those who serve him on the front lines or those who serve him as ministers. And frankly, we'll, we'll be the first ones to admit that. Um, we've said this before. We haven't actually mentioned our pat- patrons. We'll mention them at the end. We have some new patrons to introduce. But the reason we ask for that is because, frankly, like to me, it's the best business model for the work that we do. Yeah. Trust me, friends, we could have advertisers. We could. Yeah. We've done it in the past. Yeah. We've done, we've like had twice. <laughs> yeah, we've experimented with it. Yeah. It could be fairly profitable. I think the, uh, in terms of the amount of downloads each episode gets, we're up in the 30, 40,000 download per episode range. I don't want to exaggerate. It's like, I forget what the numbers are. We're over like 15 million downloads for the, you know, so for an advertiser, that's like money signs, right? right? Cause everybody's given us their ears and, but we're like, we don't want to use your attention for that. Instead, what we want to do is give you the gospel as it pertains to marriage, remind you, encourage you, make you laugh, make you smile, make you, make you cry once in a while with maybe a bad joke. (laughs) But really we'd rather say, okay, and we say this, if you feel compelled to participate, we would love that. If not, so be it. But just know that if you feel compelled, you are a means of God's grace for our Mm. family. Amen. And we're happy to say that that's been a large percentage of our monthly mm-hmm. uh, support income. So that's the first piece. Um, the second one that we can pull out of Paul's text here, giving eagerly is not contingent on our circumstance. So he's mm-hmm. talking about the Macedonians and they were going through What do you say for the Macedonia for in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth. Hmm. Where, where else are you going to read that? Right. Their extreme poverty has overflowed into a wealth. Right. And he's talking about like, Oh, not a wealth of like, Oh, they're just, they're just so joyful despite their, this is a wealth of generosity. Yeah. <laughs> if you can hear Sunny, she is just having a party. She's actually in another room. <laughs> she's, she's in another room. Having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So it's not contingent on our circumstance. In other words, we don't only give when we are not going through something. Right. Meaning that God's not waiting for us to kind of like be in a good spot. Right. To give. It's always a, it's a continual right. command and calling. All right. So we had to take a break and get the party animal and bring her <laughs> in because she was just out of, out of control. <laughs> so giving eagerly is not contingent on our circumstance. Yeah. I think that's really helpful for couples to hear because as a husband, I want to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. And that can at times cause me to be faithless hmm. because I'll look at my bank account and say like, if I, anything in this account leaves prematurely or outside of what we've budgeted for, then our family's not provided for. And so I'm going to want to white knuckle our savings. I'm going to want to white knuckle our income and not give, but I think this is calling people out of that sort of faithless living. Yeah. I think that Paul, you know, saying, you know, they gave, even though they were lacking, Uh, I think it also speaks to when he says, like, I'm content and I can do all things when I'm lacking or when I have an abundance. Yeah. Um, Is who wrote the the is it Jeremiah Burroughs, the something of contentment, the precious jewel of Christian contentment. Yes. And he actually wrote that when he was a a preacher in some of the in one of the wealthiest Mm. areas, I think in England. And he had a few churches and he said the latter. So being dealing, having more wealth was actually the more challenging. Yeah. Uh, place to be. Yeah. Amen. In terms of heart orientation. Amen. Um, and faithfulness to God. 
So that in contrast to the third thing that we get from Paul's text here is that giving is voluntary. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're here telling you it's not like contingent on something that's dependent on our income or our station. But we're also going to say, because Paul said this, is it's voluntary and joyful that the Macedonians Mm -hmm. gave of their own accord and then some Mm -hmm. beyond his expectation. So we're not here to compel you to say, if you're not, we're here to say like, if you're not living this out in the way that Paul's describing it, then there is a there's a check engine light yeah. going on yeah. and it's time for us to look under the hood and say, okay, what's going on with my heart that I'm unable to give joyfully mm. voluntarily. Mm. Okay. So that's number three. Number four, uh, giving is an overflow of having already given yourself over to Christ. Mm. So Paul says that he gave himself first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Mm. Well, and I think you can only really give right of yourself and give of your finances when you first given yourself or God has taken you. Depends on where fully. you're at. Frankly, <laughs> depends on who's hanging out, who you're hanging out with, because some would say, uh, give first and the favor of God will follow. That's not what we see in scripture. That's not what we see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not here. Anyway, we don't see that here. We see something else. I, I, I remind, I'm reminded of the story of, you know, um, uh, it's, it's the time of the reformation, Martin Luther, and there's somebody going around I forget his name, but he was basically selling indulgences. Right. And he was saying, you know, as soon as the coin in the coffer rings, the soul from purgatory springs. Oh. And it was just this poetic thing. And that's kind of that, that shtick of like, give to the church and we're going to give you an indulgence that will then let one of your loved ones souls spring from purgatory. And you can also buy, you know, buy your, your way from, you know, to be right. able to do the things you want to do. Uh, that's completely unbiblical. So this is, uh, so that's what I think Paul is pushing against here. And that is that heart propensity for us to say, I want to give because I want to be in good graces with, I mean, it was Stephen, it was, it was who was the magician that wanted to like buy oh, the power yeah. of God? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's not how it works. Right. You don't do that. Right. You submit your life to Christ. You repent, you believe in the gospel right. and then everything changes, including how you govern this area of your life. Right. And I think, again, it's not dependent on the circumstances. Like our circumstances may not change, but our, our perspective of them, Mm. our heart, our heart, like digestion of them, I guess, you know what I mean? Like with your heart is, is taking it in, is processing it. We'll, we'll do it in a different way because Mm. Christ is our, is our, is sufficient. Mm. We are anchored in him. And so therefore we see things differently. Yeah. And are able to Amen. act differently. He changes everything. Even when it comes to our giving. He completely transforms our, our heart and it overflows into things like giving even um, what would look, it would look unwise, but really it's faithful, which is actually, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, number five um, is, and this comes directly from Paul's text, is that believers should excel in the grace of giving. Hmm. So he, uh, Paul says that just as you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge and all earnestness and our love for you, see that you excel in this act of grace also. Mm. So I think we often be, we just think we'll just grit our teeth and get it done. We'll just check the box. Yeah. Now as a married couple, if you're feeling compelled to give and I'm, and I'm only doing it begrudgingly right? because I'm not trying to excel in it, but instead I'm just trying to like check the box right. again, where's your heart in that? But Paul's saying we should excel in this. Well, it can create a lot of havoc. And your relationship with your spouse, especially if one's, you know, trying to coax the mm. other to give and the other's like, no, I'm trying to steward this well, or no, I'm going to be tight fisted with this. Cause you know, it, it's just, everything becomes a trial <laughs> Yeah, when you're trying to, you know, have your own will be done. But I think, you know, praying for each other, praying for your hearts to be unified yeah. 
is powerful. Uh, and it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's powerful in that it helps you with your, it helps release any hold you might have yeah. on what God's given you. So where do we find our agreement if we do have that tension is we have must look to Christ. And that's the sixth thing we see from this passage is that Christ is our example of generosity. Paul said this, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich yet for your sake, he became poor. And here it's not just like rich as in like Jesus was somehow wealthy because of his carpenter trade or because he inherited some sort of wealth. Like he was rich in the sense that we cannot even fathom how wealthy our savior was and what he resigned to be among us. Like heavenly wealth. Heavenly wealth mm-hmm. is what I mean. Yes. God himself yeah. left heaven. heaven to become poor. Why? Paul says, so that you by his poverty hmm. might become rich. And so Christ is our example of hmm. sacrificial generosity in this. And again, I'm not t- saying these things to turn the screws to manipulate, but to say something like if we are not feeling compelled From the inside out, not the outside in, but from the inside out, that is a what's going on Hmm. question in in the hearts of believers. And we're just trying to bring the text to you, married couples, so that you can think through it. Well, and I would hold, I would say, like, we should be looking to the Bible. We should be looking to God's Mm -hmm. word continually, daily, consistently asking the questions about what we can do financially uh, or what we're called to do. Because, yeah, we can't be generous without knowing Christ himself and his generosity and you can't know him without being in his word. So I know these are all obvious truths and things we should do, but sometimes I think we set our Bible aside when we're writing checks, you know, I not writing checks. No one writes checks anymore. Uh, I feel (laughs) I, but I feel like we set, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Christianity, the Bible. Yep. Okay. Got to give 10% good check, but that's not always the case. And that's, it's, it's a heart. It's like with everything, it's a heart issue. It's not, Mm -hmm. It's not a financial thing. So here's the last piece that I want to add to this. It's number seven, and then we'll summarize, and then we'll give you some practical stuff to think about, and we'll even share our example of how we've kind of worked it out for this season of our lives. Number seven that we get from Paul's text here is that giving is proportionate to and wise. Hmm. So we're not called to just broadcast $20 bills. Like, here you go, I gave out to whoever's asking, wherever, why ever, right. <laughs> why right. ever, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, uh, you know, we're, we are called to be pr- wise with our giving, but also proportionate. He said, uh, Paul says, as it is written, whoever gathered much had nothing left and whoever gathered little had no lack. Uh, before that, he says, for the readiness is there. It is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. Mm. You know, some, some, some ministers, Lord help them because they need the gospel is they will tell people in poverty you want it, you want better income than you need to sow. You need to sow money yeah. to get money. Yeah. So take whatever little you have, give it all. If you give it all then you'll get it back. And you know what? That's, it's a grift. That's a grift. And they'll, they'll twist scripture to, to, to make that sound like it's biblical. It's not. Okay. If the Lord leads you and you feel convicted to give sacrificially, we do have examples of that in scripture, yeah. but that's not often what's happening. Mm. Okay. So how do we take these seven points? We're going to summarize them. If you want to hear those again, I'm just going to say go back because <laughs> we don't have much time. I want to summarize these into three themes that that govern, I think, Christian giving. And I didn't come up with these. I've, I don't even know where I got these, but these are just kind of baked into my... <laughs> how and, you, into how, Yeah. How you give. How we give. And how we give. Yeah. So three words. Christians are called to give sacrificially, joyfully, and generously. Mm. Sacrificially, here's the example I, I often think of. You get a guy like um, Jeff Bezos, right? 
billionaire, multi-billionaire. He says, you know what? I'm such a good guy. I gave $500 million to malaria relief last year. Okay. I'm thinking Jeff, 500 million. That's a lot of, that's a lot of money. But when you've got a net worth of billions, it's not as much as you might think. <laughs> or here's, so I could try to do the math, but say you, you make $90,000 a year. The proportion of 500 million is to Jeff Bezos is as if a, of somebody who's making $90,000 a year, it's as if they're giving, I'll say, uh, a couple, you know, three, $4,000. It's not yeah. nothing. Right. But I mean, it's but like, is it sacrificial? It's not, is it sacrificial? That's the right. question. Don't check my math on that. That was all in my head. <laughs> and how do you define? Yeah. So what's sacrificial? Here's how I define it is that we should feel it. Like if, if our giving is not causing us to rethink maybe some more, some decisions in our lives in terms of how we extend ourselves financially, then perhaps uh, there's some thinking that needs to go on there. Well, and I mean, I've heard it said also, if, if it's not, if when you say, if we don't feel it, meaning are we not, is it not forcing us to go back to God? Is it not force? Is it, mm. if it's not forcing us to be reliant fully and foremost on him, then it. I would argue it's not sacrificial, right? Because yeah. God is our sure. provider and provision. And so if we sure. got to feel it, that means we've got to give quite a bit. Sure. Um, Sorry, I'm not. Again, all this is kind of couched in the idea of it's giving us proportionate and wise. So like if you're living on, we'll say you're living on $5,000 a month and you need that to cover your groceries, your mortgage, your car, you know, insurance, all this kind of stuff. And you're giving away $4,500 a month consistently. Um, if the Lord's calling you to do that, he will, he will provide for your, your obligations. Right. Um, but if he's not calling you to do that, but you're doing it for, for another reason, maybe a superstition or you're being manipulated or you feel mm. whatever, uh, then, you know, that might lead to ruin. So wisdom is. <laughs> needs to be exercised. Yeah. So sacrificial, joyful, I mean, we don't give gritting our teeth. We give with a happy heart. It's, not, it's hard to come to the table too so, with sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we give generously in that we, we have eyes that are big and wide and open. We're looking for ways to bless others because this is a grace of God uh, that, and the way that he blesses people. So um, here's a practical guide for agreement and giving. All right. So we've just kind of laid it all out based on one text. Uh, you can, of course, Jesus, I forget what percentage, but a large percentage of his parables were based on money, particularly the human heart. Uh, that's been said. I don't know that. I don't know that it's, it's a substantial, like it's a, I can't substantiate the claim that most of his parable, uh, parables were, but uh, so here's how, as a couple, if your husband listening to this, a wife listening to this, I encourage you to go home, talk to your spouse and this agree on what giving is and its importance. Mm. Biblically speaking, not to you. I want to know like, what is the biblical emphasis put on giving? Right. Number two, set your goal based on, what you're finding. So sacrificial, joyful, generous giving, what does that look like for you? What would that look like for you on an ongoing basis? The 10% idea is an old Testament idea. It's not something that we're bound to as, as believers. Like right. we are called to give in these ways. That could be 5%. It could be 50% as believers. 10% mm -hmm. is not like, okay, you did your 10%. You've paid your, your tax. Okay. It's not a tax. It's, it's a, it's a tithe. Mm -hmm. It's a heart thing. We call it a tithe because it's a holdover from the Old Testament law. But the bottom line is it's not bound by a percentage. It's bound by a heart orientation. Mm -hmm. So set your goal based on those things. Not, okay, what's 10% of our income? That's not it. It's what's sacrificial, what's joyful, and what's generous. 
Yeah, and I think this next one is something that really changed it, like kind of flipped the script for us and uh, just simple thing, like automate it if possible. Automate yeah. the giving if possible. Like if you don't make yourself decide every month and every paycheck that you made the decision, you just you have to just have it already automatically there. I think that right. you've already made the decision, so why is it questioned every Sunday or every month, right? We yeah. just walk in this. This is already yeah. made, and it's taken. That I don't know. That was been a been a game changer because over time yeah. it starts adding up. You, you wear yourself out if we like you said every yeah. week you have to decide again. Right. No, like you made the decision. Now automate it. Mm. So um, we're just going to share how we've done it, and this I'm going to share a tool that has been really helpful, not just for giving, but for actually like other saving. Mm-hmm. Because money has a way of burning itself out of your <laughs> bank account if it's in like your checking account. Yes. Like it has a way of just going away, even if you feel like you you've saved a lot. And so we automate it with one. Uh, our church has an online giving thing. Mm-hmm. We kind of know roughly what our monthly income is supposed yeah. to be, mm-hmm. and we just set that. I mean, for into it to a percentage that is in line with our convictions, and that represents a portion of our giving. And then there's another portion of our giving that we set aside for. Uh, when we feel the Lord leading us to give and that's mm-hmm. automated a different way. And we use a, an app actually, it's just on the iPhone. It's called capital, but it's spelled with a Q. So it's Q, no U. So it's Q A P I T A L. Oh boy. There'll be a link in the description, a link in the, um, the description. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. <laughs> or you go to fiercemarriage.com slash save. I use that URL because this tool is used for more than tithing, but I can automate. So what it does is it takes part of our income. Whenever we get a, uh, you know, we get paid by the business. It goes into our personal account. Well, it takes that amount and it takes a percentage of that amount and it puts it into a different account. That's a savings Mm -hmm. account. Take some of that and puts it in. And we set up one of those specifically for, for generosity, for tithing. And, um, you can do that into a static account or you can do it into a, a interest bearing investment type thing. We're not investors in that way. So of course you need to be smart and savvy. Uh, but I like the idea of, if we have a tithe money that's sitting there waiting to be used, that it's being, it's actually gaining some interest in the process if it's invested responsibly. And so that's been a really valuable tool. And it's been really cool to see, we set goals for like our daughters, like wedding type stuff. I don't know if you knew that, but I have like wedding funds set aside. We have four daughters. Um, you know, part of it is setting aside money for their weddings and part of it's teaching them that expensive weddings are the devil. <laughs> <laughs> a little goes a long way. Yes. Here. <laughs> Your budget is $500. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I've done that. I've done, we have, uh, I won't get into the details. The point is you really, you get really creative Yeah. and it's not just based on percentage, but you can also do like a set and forget, like a roundup type. You got to check it out. So anyway, that tool has been really valuable to us. So easiest way to find it, fiercemarriage.com slash save. And that will get you set up fairly easily and you can find details there. Um, is that it? And that's it? I think so. Okay. Anyway, we, our prayer is that you would find unity around this. Yeah. Our, unity around obedience and joyfully participating in this grace of God. Like, I don't know, for a lot of couples, finances are can be tense. They can cause arguments. They can be stressed out because of, you know, economic hardship, whatever. In our money, we can trust the Lord. Right. Well, and is it really even ours to begin with, right? Like, Amen. we are just stewards of what the Lord has given us. And so how are we stewarding it? Are we stewarding it? in a way that is going to bring glory and honor to God and attention to him? Or are we, mm. you know, tight fisting like the child who's what given, given something by their parents and like, they're saying it's mine, it's mine. And the dad, parents are looking at him like, well, I actually bought that for you. <laughs> We've all, had a lot of those conversations lately. Yeah, It's all God's. And so, um, that, that there's a great rest in knowing that you have a father who is generous towards you 
but he's also in control of everything, not just what you own, but everything. Yeah. Amen. Um, so if you don't know who Jesus is, you want to know the, the father of which, of whom we speak. Um, well, you can. And the way you do that is you repent and believe the gospel, uh, place your faith in Jesus Christ and walk with him. Mm. Um, if you don't, if you have a friend who is a Christian, we encourage you to find that friend, read through the book of John with them, find a church that preaches out of the Bible. If you can have a hard time finding either of those things, we have a website, thenewsisgood.com. It should help you in some way toward that end. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for your incredible generosity toward us on the cross and that you, uh, who were endlessly rich, you, you became poor so that we might be rich in you. Lord, I thank you for the conviction that your word brings to every area of our lives, including our finances. I pray that you'd help us as a couple to live in unity um, with each other, in unity with you, in obedience to you. Pray for the couples listening to this, that they would do the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. And this was not a, a sales pitch by any means, but Partners Matter to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. And I want to welcome our newest patrons. Uh, their names are Jonathan and Maria. Welcome to the Fierce Families Patreon community. We wouldn't be here without you. So thank you so much for doing that. If you want to join us there, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. You'll find details at that link. With that said, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... Good we'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. Stay fierce.